Gardner Minshew. That is the tweet this week. Is he the chosen one, Parker? First of all, well, welcome everyone. It's regular season in the NFL and uh, almost regular season in the NHL. But uh, as you heard at the top of the show, Gardner Minshew. Thoughts? I like Gardner Minshew. I'm surprised that he's having more success than Luke Falk right now because Luke Falk was in the Washington State system a lot more than him and performed, in my opinion, a lot better than him. Uh, well, Luke Falk does not necessarily exercise prior to games in only his jockstrap, which Gardner Minshew, of course, does, and that is why he is superior. Gardner Minshew certainly is an interesting phenomenon, and I'm honestly I'm pretty surprised with the way he's playing. I mean, in the preseason, he didn't look anything special. He looks like a guy who can sling it. Um, I don't know if he's going to be amazing, but I really do. I'm I'm all about the the Gardner Minshew mania right now. I mean, literally, his name is Gardner Minshew the second, and he's not the second of anything. It's just what they wanted to name him. How more elite can you get? Not only that, but I remember reading a story where he. Oh, I forget the exact details of it, but it was like he wanted to break his hand so he could keep a medical red shirt so he could play like an extra year in college or something like that. I mean, he grew a mustache that like nobody else could grow. He's just, he defies law. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers could, pull up, could grow one. Uh, well, he's the sheriff, though. It's a little different. Okay. So a lot of action in the NFL. Uh, first and foremost, Antonio Brown got cut again. <laughs> uh, he is, he didn't retire, but he quit. Does that count? <laughs> he made a tweet or something saying that he was done with the NFL and he was mad with the owners, like, withholding his money. I don't necessarily blame him for that, but he caused his own problems. Yeah, I mean, in one of his tweets, he was doing a thing with where he compared his situation with uh, rape allegations against Shannon Sharp and Ben Roethlisberger. But the thing is with Antonio Brown is that he didn't get cut because of these rape allegations. He got cut because he was sending tweets out to whoever did that, more or less threatening them. Like it, it, this is a completely different situation. Like he's just being an idiot. You're uh, you're right. I mean, and not to like minimize anything against him right now. It's just like that. You're right. It's not the reason he got cut. It probably should have been, but. Ultimately, what led to Antonio Brown getting cut was the fact that he is an idiot. <laughs> Plain and simple. I mean, he's literally ruined his own career. He, Yeah, this goes beyond Terrell Owens' level distraction. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how to describe this. Like, it's just, he, he's just like on a whole different stratosphere. Dude, I just don't. I don't even know at this point. There's some more headlines this, this uh, week, though. You see, K, uh, what's his name? Kate O'Neill from the Falcons. He got hurt again. Another ACL, likely done for the season. He gets that penalized for throwing his helmet. Can you believe that? I, I didn't watch the Falcons game, so I don't know what the context is. Did he throw it after tearing his ACL? Yeah, he got he hurt and he upset? went down. He just tossed it. I didn't throw it at somebody. He just tossed it, and they gave him a 15 yard penalty, which led to a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, the thing is with that is that the refs kind of have like. As far as I'm aware, they have like a zero tolerance policy with like tossing helmets and that kind of thing. But I, I feel like they could have just not thrown any flags on that one. Because I mean, if I tore my ACL playing in a game, I would be very upset too. Well, they also have a zero tolerance policy of getting catches and non-catches right. So uh, that, oh, I, I saw this one thing of, I don't remember what game it was, but the ref got the football. So I like spot the football to where it landed and he didn't know where to put it. So he just put like the furthest he could. And I'm like, what are you doing? How about uh, all the quarterbacks getting hurt? Drew Brees goes down, Roethlisberger. I, I know I'm missing a couple. I mean, obviously Andrew Luck's down, yeah. and Nick Foles earlier. Nick Foles and Sam Darnold has Sam mono Darnold right has mono now. Sam because of like, uh, the kissing huddles and the New York Jets organization. <laughs> mm, yeah. I think it's pretty exciting because okay. <laughs> here's why. Because you get to see all of these backup quarterbacks that are more or less an unknown quantity and up to this point, we've been viewing them as, oh, they have the potential to be this, this, this. Instead of waiting two, three years down the line with some of these quarterbacks, you can actually see where they are in their development paths right now. Like with Mason Rudolph, he wasn't going to be the Steelers starter until like two, three years after Ben's contract would go up. Now we could see, is he actually that guy? Is he good development to that guy? Or is he just a guy? Right. You could see Minshew as well. I mean, he's in the same situation, kind of. Yeah, Minshew was a very unknown quantity. 
they obviously didn't expect him to start. That's why they traded for Josh Dobbs, to, right. like just in case as insurance. But I mean, that, it's uh, definitely an interesting situation. I like that Jacoby Brissett's balling. That really makes me happy because I recall reading almost everywhere that Jacoby Brissett's terrible, this, that, this, that. Like, you know, like, oh, they lost Andrew Luck. They're not going to be good anymore. And I'm thinking when Jacoby Brissett was starting a couple of years ago, he played pretty freaking well considering he had nothing around him. He's a good quarterback. Is he as good as Andrew Luck? Absolutely not. But he is definitely one of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, the one guy who didn't get our chance yet is our boy Nathan Peterman, Derek Carr, for right now. Doing okay, we'll see. The Raiders themselves are a gong show, though, so how long will that be? Darren Waller has been a bit of a surprise for me, the tight end. I didn't even know who that was, to be honest with you. Uh, I have him on a couple of my fantasy teams, and he just is bawling out, getting ludicrous amounts of points. He's had like 100-plus yards in like each of the, the three games so far. Speaking of this, on the same token, Jared Cook is playing really bad. For the Saints, like he's Are kind you surprised? of not non-existent. Well, I want to say I am, but not really, because before he went to the Raiders in Green Bay, he wasn't really much of a factor. Not and to mention he and Aaron Rodgers had it out while he was there. Uh, yeah, looking at him playing for the Saints now, and looking at how he played with the Packers, and looking at Oakland right now, when last year he balled out, and now this year Darren Waller is balling out right now. Is this the John Gruden system? Making the tight end the number one receiver? Because this guy looks insane. I mean, it's not like, like they have any other options, though, you know? Year. Terrell Williams is a good receiver, but on any other team, he's the number two. Right. He's not a complete receiver. I recall him playing pretty well the one year when Keenan Allen was out for the year for the Chargers, and Terrell Williams stepped in as number one. He played decent. He's not like a superstar number one guy, but he's definitely a, one of the better number twos in the league. And, uh, I mean, some other news, the Jalen Ramsey saga in Jacksonville continues. He called in sick to practice this week. Uh, They asked Doug Marone about it. He basically just kept it status quo. But, I mean, it's clear that Ramsey wants out of Jacksonville. They don't want to move him. (laughs) I mean, it's within the team's rights. I mean, he's one of the top three cornerbacks in the league. You don't want to get rid of someone like that. But I can also sort of understand why Ramsey doesn't want to be there because, I mean, they're just not that good. They have that defense, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, Leonard how much that, doesn't even look good. And how much of that's good just because of him? Right, yeah. I mean, like, who else do they have? They have, like, Miles Jack. They have... Uh, AJ Boye. A Boye. I forgot about him. Um, they used to have Dante Fowler. Now he's with the Rams. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm definitely missing a few other players that are pretty good. I feel like once he leaves, that defense is good, like... <laughs> Back into, fall over a little bit. They'll be back in the top five for picks again for sure because they're not good enough to maintain. What if Miami trades one of their th- 400 first-round <laughs> picks for Jalen Ramsey and then put him as the other boundary corner with Xavier Howard? Suddenly right there, you have the top corner duo in the NFL. It'd be interesting. I mean, Miami did just trade Minka Fitzpatrick to my team, so it's exciting. Uh, in other news, yeah. how about the uh, Dolphins? Not the Dolphins, sorry. The Dolphins are not news. There. Well, the Dolphins were probably. I could see us talking about them later in the show, but how, the, how about the uh, the Bills are three now? Yeah, well, they didn't play anybody. <laughs> they, no, I'm serious. They haven't played anybody. I mean, they played somebody, <laughs> but Josh Allen has not looked spectacular in any of the games, but he has gotten the job done to this point. Nevertheless, it is still Josh Allen, and it's still very early. Yeah, they're. Three wins were against the Bungles, the Giants, when Eli Manning was still starting, and the Jets. Yeah. So okay. those aren't really That's fair. good teams. Now they have the Patriots coming up. I'm sorry, the Patriots are going to wipe the floor with them. What else is going to happen? I mean, fair point, but like, fun fact, do you know the last time that the Bills started off 3-0? Didn't they go, like, 7-9 to nine that year or something like that? Not even close. It was, like, 2000, I want to say 11, might have been 12. They started off 3-0, and and then they went, like, uh, 5 and like, 11 or 4 and 12. It was not a very good season. I think that was the year they paid big money for Ryan Fitzpatrick. That sentence is uh, very... It strikes a nerve, because anybody who's paying big money for Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably not a great team. The thing is with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I say this all the time, the man's too fearless... He is too confident in himself. So that means he's going to make the stupidest throws on the planet because he thinks he's going to make them. And then, sure, 
you're going to get times like the first two weeks of last season with the Bucks where he looked like the best quarterback ever. But then you get the flip side of that when everything could go wrong with those kind of throws, which were the next two weeks. I mean, he's the Aaron Rodgers of mediocrity. Yeah. He has the most quarterback starts without going to the playoffs. <laughs> something like that. I, c- I could see that. He has like over 100-something. And I think the next one is Josh McCown. That, that makes sense. I wouldn't have guessed him. I would have guessed like Brandon Whedon, but I could see Josh McCown for sure. Things with Josh McCown is I'm not sure if you ever saw him at the NFL Combine back when he was in the draft process, but that man's an athletic freak. It's wild. He's pretty tall. I I mean, you can't really see that now because right now he's 40, but (laughs) in his physical prime, the man was insane. But a lot of times, just because you're really athletically gifted doesn't mean you're a great quarterback. That's fair. Was there any uh, big surprises for you at this point or this far into the NFL season? I'll I'll let you think for a second. I got to say, mine is definitely the lack of talent Jared Goff has shown. Like, he's been abysmal. That doesn't really surprise me. I I mean, same here, but it's just, it is shocking because he just got to the Super Bowl. He, Jared Goff right now is a game manager. You got, like, look at the players that he has around him. Todd Gurley, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks. And then he has Sean McVay literally calling the plays for him. He's literally, I'm not sure if you know this, but he literally tells him what plays to run, like, right before he's going to call in a play. He's like, okay, you're going to throw to this receiver on this play. Sean McVay is actually the quarterback (laughs) in that system. He's been doing it for the past two, three years. So that's the reverse Aaron Rodgers effect, you know? Yeah. I was never really a big fan of Jared Goff in the draft process. I thought Wentz was a lot better than him. I thought Prescott was better than both. Goff is very game manager-esque. Sure, he puts up big stats every now and then, but that's not really him. It's really the team around him is just that good. Put him on any other team, and he's just a pedestrian quarterback. Probably his ceiling would be Alex Smith. Yeah, I can see that. So as far as surprise for you, what do you think? I'm not sure. I feel like Lamar Jackson should be up there now. I mean, he's been really good. His play right now has been surprising me. I mean, I like Lamar Jackson. I right. like watching him at Louisville. Very good quarterback. I got a little peed when a lot of uh, GMs during his draft process were like, you should move the receiver. <laughs> and I'm loving the fact that he's proving them wrong with the way he's playing right now. So, I mean, good for him. I can see that, yeah. I, I feel that. Uh, one surprise for me would have to kind of think that it might be the Lions. Really? They're, they're like 2-0-1 or 3-0 or something like that. I mean, I don't think Matt Patricia's a great coach, so, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think he's doing better this year than last year. I mean, the Lions have a very good defense, a very well-structured offense for Matt Stafford. Just run the ball with on Johnson and then just throw a bomb here and there. Okay. One that's probably a surprise for a lot of people but isn't a surprise for me is the 49ers. I don't know. They were my breakout team last year before Garoppolo got injured. Look, man, I love Shanahan's offense. It's a beauty to watch. I still don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo is all he's made out to be. I think he's. I think it's a matter of time until the NFL figures him out. I don't think he's this elite, uh, high ceiling quarterback. I think at best you're looking at a guy who maybe in his prime, Joe Flacco. I don't really like the way he throws it. I don't think he's got all the game reading sense that everybody thinks he is. That's just my opinion, but. Yeah, like like we said before, I see him being a top twelve quarterback, like maybe like number twelve. Yeah. Or number eleven. Well, I could definitely see him being decent. I mean, Kyle Shanahan runs a very quarterback-friendly offense, and I think that's going to help him a lot. We'll see. I mean, that defense is pretty good, so anything he doesn't do will be salvaged anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the 49ers don't really have a number one receiver, honestly, yeah. and it's like they're still performing really well. I mean, who's their top receiver? Dante Pettis? I mean, I couldn't even tell you. they're yeah. not even playing him. They, they, they're leaving him on the bench, and he's like their best receiver. But you look at that running back group they have. They have uh, Tevin Coleman and uh, one of my favorite running backs no one talks about. It's Matt Breda. Also, they have Jarek McKinnon, right? Jarek McKinnon's out for the year again. Right. But, I mean, hey, still, that's still a good, like, three-man back. I, did, I never liked Jarek McKinnon. In the right situation, he could succeed. But Matt Breda is good, for Matt, sure. Matt Breda should be a starting running back already, uh, in all things considered. That's a team to watch, for sure. It's just how high is their ceiling? I guess we'll find out. Sort of jumping sports, unless you have anything else to comment on in week one through three. I'm loving the fact that the Dolphins have three first-round picks in this upcoming draft. 
I'm well aware of the dumpster fire that we are this year, but it's there's a reason for this chaos. We're performing so bad that we're guaranteed to get very good weapons next year. And considering we might have two top five picks, considering how the Steelers do this yeah, year. I'm not excited about that. I mean, okay, we're going to get Tua. We're going to get Jerry Judy, and we're probably going to get that offensive lineman from Georgia. So, ba-bam. Offense is immediately that much better. I'm totally fine with the fact that you guys have our first round pick this year because I think ultimately that will lead us down the path we need to go, which is a rebuild. I, I like Mika Fitzpatrick. He's young. He'll be the core of our defense for a while, uh, unless Ryan Chazier magically heals. The Dolphins are going to be good yeah, eventually. I, I, I like Minka Fitzpatrick a lot. I'm sad that we got rid of him, but he didn't want to be here. He never wanted to be here. So it's like, okay, goodbye. Let's yeah. have players here that want to be here and want to play for us. That's fair. So, yeah, and they got a first-round pick for him. I'll take it. And it's, it's going to end up being a lot higher than where he was drafted because he was drafted 11th last year. So on that, jumping to the world of hockey, we are in the preseason, of course. Uh, actually, we're almost done with the preseason. Uh, how close have you been, been paying attention to the uh, games? Have you been watching? Not really. I've more been paying attention to uh, the free agency. Oh, yeah? Okay. And uh, the restricted free agents and how that stuff's going and really ever since Marner got signed nothing's happened. Alright, we actually haven't recorded since that happened so let's get right into it. Uh, Mitch Marner signed for five years? It, I, I really should have this ingrained in my brain by now. It, it's something but it's like he signed for like upwards of 10 mil a season. Yeah, well and we all knew it was going to happen. I really think there, there's been a couple podcasts specifically some of the Toronto reporters talking about how they felt like at some point this got personal and how Mitch Marner sort of stepped in, told Darren Ferris, you know what, we're just going to take the deal and go on. Yeah, six years, uh, 10.9 mil. Okay, so, I mean, that's what he was looking for. That gives them enough time to build a winner. People are making a big deal about the fact that they have, uh, I think it's like 62% of their cap tied up in four players. But that doesn't really matter when those four players, three of them are some of the best of their position. Right, it doesn't so, matter now, but it's going to matter when you try to fill out the bottom six of your team. Right, it, I, I could see that. And it's like, they still need a sign. Well, I mean, they're going to have to eventually sign Riley's up in two years. And then it's like, you also got to think about Frederick Anderson, too. Well, and here's the thing. Um, I listened to a podcast, uh, very notably. I, I think you listened to Steve Daniel as well, right? Uh, I haven't watched him recently, but... So he, they talked about this on the podcast um, last week, how he felt like it was probably, once Freddie's done, he's probably done with the Leafs. He'll be 31 at that point. He's hard miles. And I, I think I agree. I mean, at that point, they've got prospects like... Garrett Sparks? No, Garrett Sparks Yikes. is in Vegas. Oh, when did that happen? It was like an off-season move. I don't even know if they got anything. I forget, honestly, what he, what, what the trade was, if I, there was one. But I mean, I liked Garrett Sparks at one point. He, he's floppy, but he's, he's an okay goalie. They do have um, Joseph Wool. They have <clears throat> Kasimir Kaskiswell. And they, have, they actually have a couple decent prospects as far as goaltending goes, but they have time to draft and develop. Not to mention the fridge market might open up, but ultimately... Uh, they only have one defenseman signed after this year, and that's Morgan Riley. So that's a problem for them. Probably could lose Jake Muzzin. Jake Muzzin will probably be gone. I think you probably see Cody CC gone. I don't think he's going to succeed. That was just a cap dump. A good play, but a cap dump. Plus, Lee Grin's going to get a contract. Rasmus Sandin, Travis Dermott. Probably, I think, I want to say Joseph Duchek, but I can't remember if he's a forward or not. So I think it's very ironic that the year they finally get their defense... I don't want to say fixed, but a lot better than it was before. It's going to be right back where it was after this They'll year. They'll be okay. They've got what it takes. They've got so many prospects in the minors, too, that are going to be really good defensively. Uh, like Marinson? Marinson's not a prospect. He's like 27. He's also just a stopgap. He's an acceptable fill-in. But uh, Ligren, Sandine, like I said, Dermot, they've, they've got guys in the minors who are going to fill out that defensive core. Kibbleheimy is, is one that might stand out this year. So they have options. The team with the next RFA that signed today was your team. Lightning signed a point. Was it three years? It's 6.3? I want to say 6.2. I just learned about that now. Awesome. Well, you know, I guess it's good that you read my tweets yeah, that I yeah, tag you in. Yeah, three years at 6.75 mil. I like that. It's a good deal. Um, it's a nice little bridge deal. I can see him getting paid when that deal ends, but 
by that time they'll have more cap freedom. Right, because so. right now the Lightning have 8.7. And Callahan's contract will be off the books. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that they'll still be paying. Uh, they have at least, I think they still have part of Vanilla Cavalier's contract on the books too when they bought him out. So the whole reason why uh, Braden Point and the Lightning weren't able to get a deal done up to this point was because. The Lightning wanted to pay him. They wanted to give him money that was similar to what uh, Victor Hedman and Steven Samkos and Kucherov got. But they literally couldn't because the amount of cap space they had was like 8.7. Right. So they're like, hey, we want to pay you, but we literally can't. So well, also he was waiting on the market on Marner, much like most of these RFAs were. Um, a team that's sort of in a bad situation with RFAs is Winnipeg. Because they have... They have Line A and Connor. Not to mention they're trying to re-sign Morrissey, which that doesn't seem like it's going well. And uh, Bufflin might be might leaving retire, the team, too. Yeah. And they're trying to sh- trade Ehlers, which is really odd. A lot of things going on behind the scenes in Winnipeg. Line A does not sound like a guy who wants to play it, there. That, I mean, That's such an unfortunate situation to lose so many good players in one year. Like, that very well could happen. I mean... Like, I'm surprised they haven't gotten Kyle Connor signed. Well, I think... I, I would have thought he would have been easier to sign than Line A. I don't know, because here's the thing. Patrick Line A, if you're, a, if you're the owner, or the management, I guess, your negotiating tactic is, hey, Patrick Line A, you know, you are a great goal scorer, but defensively you are negative 29, I think, or something like that. You only had 20 assists. That's your career high is 21 assists. You're not anything more than a goal scorer at this point until you start developing more. Kyle Connor plays the puck well. He, he's a suitable two-way forward. He's not amazing, but he's good enough. But you gotta remember and he's a center. Him, with him, he's still young, so he could definitely develop that more. Like, he's more of a well-rounded player than Line A. Well, right, but I mean, that's the problem is, like, Kyle Connor, you've got to pay for all those things. And, and like I said, he's a center. Um, not by trade, but he, he does play it, so you pay him like that. Uh, losing Bufflin does suck. They lost Truba for Neil Pionk, which is not great. Pionk's a good young defenseman, but he's not nowhere, Jacob Truba. <laughs> nowhere near Jake Truba. Um, there's, like, I look at some of the RFAs that are still in the market. I'm surprised no one wants to stay with Winnipeg. Well, apparently the climate isn't great up there, which that was the reason Hoffman vetoed the trade to Winnipeg. Wait, the, the climate as in, like, the weather or the, weather. the coach? No, no, the weather. Oh, okay. Like, because it's cold and it's far away and it's dark and, like, all that stuff. I, listen, I get that. But, I mean, ultimately... You're, I, I don't know. I, I see the point in not wanting to play there. Also, Winnipeg's market, not very big. They have a very devoted fan base, but it's ultimately pretty small. None of the Canadian markets are big besides Toronto. Montreal is. I well, think. Ter- well, okay. <laughs> well, as big as Montreal is, it doesn't come close to Toronto. It's a massive disparity. I, I'll politely dis- disagree with you because... When you're talking about Montreal or even Quebec, that's its own thing. I mean, that's its own Canada, essentially. You're talking about a different country at that point, basically. Because ultimately, the separation, not only in the culture, but just in the teams, like, it's very different. I I think also, like, Canada, the population isn't huge, but their fan base is hardcore. Like, Calgary, Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta, like, those are small territories, relatively speaking, but those fans are rabid. I do see where you're coming from, though. Toronto is its own entity. Yeah, I, I think it has, like, one of the largest fan bases in all the sports. Yeah. It's it's nuts. It's definitely up there. Now, there's... Is there any more RFAs we're missing? Any big RFAs, I should say? Um... Rantanen. Oh, Miko Rantanen. Yes, good call. Yeah, he's not close at all to signing. Like, whatsoever. Yeah, he Which wants... Which is surprising. He wants at least Marner money because he is more productive than Marner. I don't blame him. He has more points in less games with less talent around him. That's that's very fair. Uh, he's going to hold out in Finland like Line is. I, again, I don't blame him. Uh, another big one is Jesse Pugliarvi, which I was listening to the 31 Thoughts podcast, which is Elliot Friedman's podcast, and he said that he believes the asking price for Pujarvi at this point has been uh, Gauthier from Carolina. Uh, there was another one, I forget who it was, but basically they're selling him for pennies on the dollar if they're trading him. 
So he's not going to resign in Edmonton. And I think poor Ken Holland might have an uphill battle ahead of him. Trade him to Tampa. We'll take him. With what money? <laughs> Wait, does Nia get signed? Yeah, he's an RFA. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You give him a shot to play on a good team. I feel like you would eat that up. We'll see. Uh, the, gotta remember, the thing is with Tampa, maybe is why they're able to keep a lot of their free agents, aside from them wanting to stay because they know we're a cup contender, is because no income tax. That Yeah, the Florida State tax thing well, is just with uh, fake. Toronto, it it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. So it's like you could sign like a much smaller contract in Tampa and still retain more money than if you sign a much larger contract in Toronto. Yeah. Also worth noting is we talked about the preseason at the start of this, and there's been some interesting rookies this year. I think a lot more than normal. Uh, I've particularly been impressed by Mikkel Maltza from the Devils. He's been really good. Had a great goal the other day. Uh, Thomas Harley's looked great. The, I think Morgan Frost from the Flyers is going to be a, a real chance to make the team this year. Uh, anybody stand out to you particularly? or I haven't really been watching the game, so I don't really know. Right. I'm curious, how have the Suzuki's been doing? I haven't really kept track of them. I don't think Nick is going to make the team this year. Um, well, I also the don't other one's Ryan. Ryan, right? right? I think Ryan's in Montreal. And Nick is in Edmonton. I probably, I think, I actually had that flipped. It might be the other way around. But um, a guy you might want to keep an eye on is Kyler Yamamoto. I really think he might make Edmonton this year. We'll see. A lot of these guys aren't going to make the old final roster. I mean, obviously Jack Hughes, Capocacco, those guys are going to make it through. But how about Cody Glass? He might. He's got a real chance. Vegas is not deep down the middle, but it depends because if he's just going to be a fourth-line center, what's the point instead of just developing him? I think it really depends because he's, he's good. I, I think it's just the time. Eric Brandstrom is one to keep an eye on in Ottawa because he's got a real chance to make There's a lot of guys in Ottawa who are going to have a chance. This might be a radical idea, but what's wrong with putting Suzuki on the fourth line? I mean, I'm sorry, Glass on the fourth line if you just put good players on the fourth line with them too. Well, the thing is that fourth line is uh, basically... I, I know the fourth line is supposed to be a checking line and like a grinding work hard line, but what happens if you become a team where you just roll four number one lines? Well, you have to have the players. I mean, they have Ryan Reeves and Eric Halla on their fourth line. If Eric Halla is healthy, which he's okay, but I mean, Ryan Reeves is nothing more than a, a goon. <laughs> well, if you just pair up the two goons... William Carrier and Ryan Reeves on the same line. I mean, Cody Glass would literally never get hit. No one will survive. <laughs> no one will live. If I'm correct, I think they have Ryan Carpenter as well because he's a pretty tough guy. Oh, jeez. Yeah, a rest in peace to every team star player. Also, I just looked at the Golden Knights roster, and I just noticed that they have Valentin Zykov. Yeah, so Zykov was a guy I used to like in Carolina when they drafted him. Um... He just, he, okay, so he's kind of the same player as Alexander Summon. He plays ab absolutely no defense. Like, this is a guy who does oh, not no. know the defensive zone. Oh, no. I mean, not to, not to stereotype, but that's sort of how the Russian players are. They really don't play defense. On the same token, he doesn't exactly score a lot of goals. Like, Semen scored goals. Even a guy like Andrei Svechnikov, he scores goals. Zaykov got traded for a reason. It's because he doesn't have that high-end goal-scoring ability that he was thought to have. There's a lot of prospects I'm excited about this year. It's hard to say right now who's going to make it, because Edmonton, like, Evan Bouchard is one that strikes me as a possibility. Even somebody like um, Henrik Borgstrom from Florida is exciting. But this is a year to really watch out for, because there's a lot of guys who have a, a chance of making the team. I mean, there's a lot of turnover with the older players. And as specifically, I'm going to throw a dart at the wall. I'm going to name my early Calder nominee who's not like in a front runner position that's christian veselainen with the jets well i thought you were gonna say am fox i i think he's actually in a chance of winning it my outside guy is Delphi veselainen um he's gonna have time with the jets if they keep him on the roster i really do believe that he will be kept on the roster he's good he's extremely talented i think he's got a ceiling higher than patrick line it really just depends on when they deploy him I can't wait to see if Callan Foote makes the Lightning roster this year. 
He might. They need somebody to play defense. It's I mean, cheap. there is a spot open because Girardi retired and Strawman signed with the Panthers. Right, so. yeah. I can see him playing. Man, could you imagine a power play with Cal Foote and Victor Hedman? <laughs> that, those slap shots would just not be fair. <laughs> it, it would literally be scorched earth. I mean, it would just be... That'd be crazy to play against if you're on another team. And that's another that's another piece that Tampa has that's just not fair. Let's hope they make it out of the first round this year. We'll see. We'll, we, we will see. Something that is... Interesting. I know that you're maybe not super versed in this, but we're gonna we're gonna tackle it. Have you been following the battle for the women's hockey that's been ongoing? I didn't even know that was happening. So the quick breakdown: the CWHL, which is the Canadian Women's Hockey League, folded about a year ago. My numbers might be a little off, and now the NWHL is the sole proprietary women's hockey league in North America, which is the National Women's Hockey League. Um, they're basically a bunch of their good players are sitting out. They're not going to play because they want they want a chance to play hockey. Like a lot of the CWHL players are not playing because they don't have a league and they don't want to play in the NWHL because they just don't offer the right benefits. And quite frankly, they want a league where they have a future. Um, but recently, they partnered with Twitch. Did you see that? Like the streaming service? Yeah, they partnered with Twitch to stream their games. Uh, I don't remember if it was the NWHL or if it was a different part of it, but the whole goal is for the NHL to essentially be a partner with them, which would be a win-win. It seems like they're getting closer to that goal, but it's something you should definitely look into if you haven't already. I know this isn't necessarily a big topic of discussion with all the NHL news, but it's something that's interesting and something that has not been brought up very recently. So just keep that in mind. So uh, as far as regular season predictions go, we've given our, like... We've given all of our awards out that we can give out, but is there one team you think that's being slept on right now? Slept on as in here's a team that no one expects is really going to do anything? Right, yeah. I feel like maybe the Canadians. Because, I I mean, a lot of people are throwing in a lot of hype with uh, the Rangers and the Devils, which will have been my picks because I'm, I'm hyping them up too, but... Canadians still have one of the best goaltenders in the league. They finally have a forward core and solid defense, too. So they are, they're not a complete team, but they do have a lot of good pieces. And all they need is Carey Price to play like, you know, the Carey Price that won three trophies in one year and then all of a sudden Stanley Cup. That's true. I mean, we've seen it happen with uh, the Kings when, when Jonathan Quick would play like a madman. So it's definitely something that I could see happening. I think uh, I think you're on something with the Canadians. We talked about their prospects. I mean, they definitely have a lot. Carey Price, you really can't bet against them. Yeah, and this is going to be Code Kotkaniemi's uh, second, second year. year. They might call up John Brook, the defenseman. Uh, Ilonen might come up. They have, they have quite a few prospects, really underrated prospect team. But one that I'm watching out for is Chicago. And I know it sounds weird to call Chicago an underdog, but... With Adam Boquist. I was just about to say, it's Boquist time. Yeah, Boquist and the Brinkat is amazing. Pat Kane is still incredible. I'm excited to see what Robin Lehner's going to do there because I think he's the I think he's the wild card. Because Robin Lehner, if he plays well, Chicago's going to be a Stanley Cup team, like a, at least a contender. I don't care how old Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook are. Yeah, they, I mean, they got Andrew Shaw back. He, yep. was, he was a key member of their little dynasty that they had. Um, they have uh, Saad. Brennan Saad, not to mention. Um, I mean, I know Saad's been having a few down years, but it wasn't that long ago where he was putting up 60-point seasons with the Blue Jackets. Well, and think about this. Dylan Strome, when he came over, had more than a point per game. So that's, I think it was more than a point per game. He was impressive. Yeah, I had a feeling Dylan Strome would break out just because he was very sheltered yeah. with the Coyotes. Like, the Coyotes had a tendency to really shelter a lot of their prospects. Him, Duclair, Chikrin. Domi. Come on. Now all those players are gone. Yeah. It, it seems weird that Max Domi is not an Arizona Coyote. Now that you bring that up, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he was very sheltered. And he was like buried on like the second or third line, even though he was a very good player. And now people are kind of surprised that he's playing well for the Canadians when that doesn't surprise me. His rookie season, he played phenomenal. Just give him the ice time. 
Okay, that's fair. So, we're almost at the end of the show here, but I'm going to surprise you with something here. We're going to do a little bit of hockey trivia. Oh no, here we go again. So, it's going to be a little bit more geared towards what you know. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to do Daft Picks Trivia. Alright, so, first question, Parker. We're going to test your uh, older hockey knowledge. So, I'm going to read you a trade. And you've got to tell me the pinnacle of the trade that is missing. Okay, so I'm going to leave out the biggest player. So the date of the trade was August 9th, 1988. Okay. I'm not going to get this. In the trade uh, was Marty McSorley and Mike Krzyzewski. And in return, it was Jimmy Carson, Martin Jelena, and $15 million, as well as some picks. Teams involved. Well, okay, do you have any hints so far? Okay, the fifteen million dollars. That I, I have an idea. I have a couple ideas actually. Because that, that's that's uh, that that was a specific uh, little thing. Okay, so who's your? If you had to pick one right now, I yeah, the, the name's escaping me at the moment. But okay, I think so I this is idea. between the LA Kings. So that was one of the teams. I've got one more hint for you. Wayne Gretzky. Okay, so you did get Wayne Gretzky. That is correct. You are you you have one right answer so far. Okay, we're gonna test your recent hockey knowledge. So the 2011 NHL entry draft, do you think you can name uh, five, uh, how many of the first round, first five picks could you get? <laughs> 2011, that's, uh, what, wasn't that the one with Yakupov, or no, that was 13? No. Okay, so I will give you a hint, but I'm going to tell you, so you need to get five of the first ten, okay? So the first overall pick, and you cannot use him, is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, okay? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know this one. Yeah, this I'll give you some hints. The, the second overall pick was to the Colorado Avalanche. Wasn't Nathan McKinnon? Who was first overall? No, it was 2013. Yeah, that was 2013. Okay. Uh, second hint. He's their captain. Gabriel Lanskog. Okay, so you got one. The third pick, Florida Panthers. Alexander Barkov. No, wait, no, 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 uh, Vincent Trocek. Okay, so we're going to skip that one. It's Jonathan Hubert, though. The fourth overall pick was involved in the trade for Taylor Hall. It was one for one. Your third and final hint is he played for the Devils originally. <laughs> I love every minute of this. God, I don't know anything about the 2011 draft. I really guess. don't. That's why I picked it. No, no guesses? No. Okay, it was Adam Larson. You're not doing so hot. Number five, New York Islanders. He has two brothers that play in the NHL. Or are on NHL rosters, I should say. He got traded to the... He's played for the Rangers and the Oilers now. Final hint. His, his brother that is in the NHL plays for the Blackhawks. Wasn't one of the Stroms, was it? I do need an answer. This is not time, but we do have a time limit. <laughs> Who's our strum? I know Dylan's won't the Blackhawks, but I can't remember the other one's name. I'm going to give you credit because you said strum, I, I and you're really I, struggling, and it's Ryan. Ryan strum? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. God. Right now you've got two answers correct. Number six, Ottawa Senators from Sweden, and he plays for the Rangers now. Swedish. Last initial is Z. It's not Zabanjad because he's Norwegian. He's definitely older than 2011. Wait, yeah, Zabanjad. You got the? it. It was Mika Zabanjad. I, I, I was thinking Zuccarello. Okay, you've got a couple more chances. You need at least two more. And then we'll stop with this one. Number seven, Winnipeg Jets. This is a player you should know. One of the very few players in the list that is actually definitively good. Truba? So you are incorrect, so we're going to skip him. It was Mark Shifley. He was, uh, he was 2011? Yep. Really? Okay. Philadelphia Flyers. He's a center. He's one of their better players. Not their best player. He got drafted from Drummondville. Konechny? Incorrect. Sean Couturier. You've got two chances and you need two. The final two. <laughs> Boston Bruins, defenseman. He's been traded three times from the Boston Bruins 
played for Carolina and now plays for Calgary. Or vice versa. I can't oh, remember which one it is. Oh, I know this one. I know this one. He... <sighs> I think he plays for Carolina now. I think he got traded from Calgary. But I'm not 100% sure. I know this one. Yes, oh. he plays for the Hurricanes. Yeah, I, I know this one too. It's like... His initials are DH. That's your final hint. <laughs> I'm going to buzz you out in 10 seconds. Okay. I, it, I, I, I can't get I can't get my, my brain screaming It, it was name. Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> well, you can't win, so we're not gonna continue with that. The last one was Jonas Brodeen. You Ooh. Jonas Brodeen from the wild. Oh yeah, okay. that, oh yeah. You failed guy. miserably. Um, got two more questions for you. Mercifully. The number one pick in the nineteen ninety-three NHL draft was considered the biggest bust of all time. Drafted by the Ottawa Senators. Can you tell me his name? I will give you multiple choice. Was it Pat Falloon, Dave Andrichuk, or Alexander Digg? A. Pat Falloon? Yep. Nope, he was number two for the Sharks when they drafted, and he was not very good either. A couple of years later, I think. And it was Alexander Digg. <laughs> okay. Uh, your final question. I knew it wasn't Andrichuk. I really believe that you're going to get this one. I'm going to read you the names of three players. I'm going to give you their teams as well. Well, they're all on the same team. I need the name of their line. This is a very famous line in hockey. It's one of the very few named lines. This is a line for the Detroit Red Wings that consisted of Gordie Howe, Sid Abel, and Ted Lindsay. And I'm going to give you multiple three choices, okay? Was this the Skyline, the Production Line, or the French Connection? Production Line. You got it. I'm very proud of you. You got like one and a half answers right. Uh, so that was a little bit of trivia. Now I'm waiting for the bonus round. Bonus round, I would like you to look up any NHL draft in the past decade, and I guarantee I can get at least five of the first ten picks. Okay. That's our bonus round. This is what we do when preseason hockey is on. <laughs> All right. What year? Ooh, this is a fun one. So I was a nine. Okay. <laughs> so, so as I did for you, just give me a hint. Who So, who was the first overall pick? I think it was Eric Johnson, but I'm not positive. Uh, so, you want me to give you the right, name? Right, so I give you Nuge, so give me who the first Okay, one. so this one was John Tavares. Okay, this was the Tavares draft. Okay. So, give me the hint of the team for number two and just okay. follow suit. Okay, number two, he's Swedish. Okay. Plays for the Lightning. Okay. Victor Hedman. Yep. Okay. Number three. Ooh, here, here's an interesting one. Canadian. Avalanche. This is 2009. Yep. I really wanted to say Tyson Berry, but I know he got traded. Oh, wait. This player did get traded. This is Nazem Kadri. No. He got drafted by the Avalanche. Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne. Oh, Okay. <laughs> oh, here, here's a good one. Okay. This player is also Canadian. That doesn't necessarily help me, but okay. Okay. Got drafted by the Atlanta Thrashers. I think I know who this is, but I'm, did, so has he been traded before? Yes. All right. I gave one to you. Can you give me the current team? Sharks. I knew it. It's the Vander Kane. Yep. I knew it. You got it. <laughs> Okay, next. <laughs> I wanted to make sure, though. It's not what I wanted to get wrong. <laughs> All right, here's, here's an interesting one. I didn't know he played for this team, but this man's also Canadian. Okay. Los Angeles Kings. That's who he plays for or got drafted That's by? who he got drafted by. Okay. He doesn't play for them anymore, though. He's a forward. He's a forward. Oh, that took out, that took out so many of my options. He's a forward. LA Kings, huh? Currently plays for the Blues. That's who I was thinking, too. I wanted to say Alex Steen, but I know he got drafted by Toronto, so it's not Alex Steen. It's a tough one. Oh, God. So he'd be like 30 years old now. Um, yeah, this one was a bit of a shock to me, too. 
Not Tarasenko. Uh, not Ryan O'Reilly. Ooh, God. Rem- remember, he was drafted by the Kings. Right. Tarasenko was drafted by the Blues. I know, I know. Um, you know, I know I'm running out of time here, so I'm just going to throw a dart. Pat Maroon, I know that's not right. Nope. Braden Shen. Oh, I forgot that he was in the flyer shit from Mike Richards. Oh, my God. How many do I have right? I have two right, right? You have Hedman and Kane. Okay. So you have two so far. Okay, next. All right, this is number six. Okay. Swedish. Coyotes. This is Ekman Larson. Yes. I knew that. As soon as you said Swedish, I just his yep. name wasn't popping in my head. Yep. All right, this one. Canadian. Okay. Maple Leafs. Doesn't play there anymore, though. I'm like 90% certain this is Nazem Kadri, but I'm not 100%. You know, it's, it's Nazem Kadri. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It took me a second. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So I only need one more, and we're on eight, right? Yeah. Okay. So I've got some options here. Okay. Right, number eight. All right. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get any of these, though. We're going to see. Pretty good busts. We'll see. All right. This one's Canadian. He's a forward drafted by the Dallas Stars. I feel like I know this one. Does he still play there? No. He, but, is, cur- he is currently a free agent. Okay. Um, I've... I know what his name is. As of the start of the 2018-2019 NHL season, he has played one single game at the yes, NHL level. Yes, I know what his name is. I cannot think of what it is. I'm going to say Jesse Blacker, but I don't think it's right. Nope. Scott Glennie. That's who it was. I knew that's who it was. I could see his face because I always had him in French. I just couldn't think of his name. Okay, guys, I still got two more chances. Go ahead. All right, this one's Canadian. Okay. Ottawa Senators. Ottawa Senators, 2009. He doesn't play there anymore. Correct, right? He doesn't play anymore. The Senators were the only team he played for. He doesn't play anymore at all. Was he forward, right? He last played 2016, defenseman. Defenseman. <laughs> uh, Eric Griba. Jared Cohen. Jared Cowan. I forgot about Jared Cohen. Ah, oh, and then he got traded to the Leafs for a cap dump. Okay. Oh. I got one more chance. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. Oilers. Swedish. Does he still play? <laughs> Oh, boy. He is currently an unrestricted free agent. Most recently played for the Senators. He also played for the Blues. But the team that drafted him was the Oilers. Oh, my God. I was so confident that I wouldn't my third hint. Okay, can you give me one more hint? Like his initials or like a jersey number or something? He played for the Senators last year. He is currently unsigned. Played for the Senators last year. Wait a second. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, I don't think it's Milan Mahalik, though. Oh. His name has a bunch of umlauts in it. Like a bunch of A's with umlauts all over the place. <laughs> There's like almost three in a row. I feel like I should. He was dropped by the Oilers? Again, he's Swedish. This isn't right. I'm going to throw the dart at the wall. Was it Saku Mainalainen? Nope. Magnus Pajarvi. Magnus Pajarvi. Oh, my God. Honestly, the Edmonton thing is what threw me off. I forgot that he goes there. The Senators thing helped me absolutely not at all. Magnus Pajarvi. Yeah, that wouldn't have helped me either. But since you did really well, I'm going to give you a bonus one. This one's kind of easy. Number 11. Canadian, Nashville Prounders. He's still there. 2009. This would be 30. Oh, oh, wait. No, no, no. Okay, so not, not him. Not him. You said he's Canadian. Yes. I don't think Roman Yossi would He's a he's good Swedish. player, but he f- flies under the radar a little bit. Okay. That actually does help me a little bit. Oh, he's Canadian. That's what's throwing me off here is the Canadian part. Their defense is what I want to say. I don't think it's Yossi. It's not Ekholm because he's Swedish. Is Yossi Swedish? 
I feel like Yossi's Swedish. Not Swedish. So it's not Forsberg. Wait, so... Yossi's Swiss. He's, Sw he's Swiss? Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> Why can't I think of Predators players right now? <laughs> okay, can you give me a position? D defense. Defense. Oh, I could picture his face. And he's... He's not still there, right? He's still there. He's still there? Yeah. He's probably their number two defenseman right now. I, I, I can't I can't think of his name. Can I get an initial? R-E. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to accept the credit for this. It's Ryan Ellis. Yep. Oh, that's so stupid. I should have gotten that one off the rip. All right. Well, I failed. Well, that's that, that was Daft Picks Trivia. I think that was fun. Yeah, that was interesting. Well, next time we're going to do a little bit. I'm going to get some more trivia. We're going to try to do a little bit more. I, I like the draft guessing. The draft because you get a lot of player names that you get really surprised that are that high. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So the drafts are always the most fun. Like, this draft, uh, Zach Cassian was like 13th overall. Yeah, he and was with like, the... Uh, Nick Letty was pretty high. Calvin DeHaan was pretty high. Is he still a good player? I can, Calvin DeHaan? Yeah. He's, he's good, yeah. Okay. I'd uh, take him on my team. I think next time we'll try something similar with the drafts because that seems to be a winner. Miko Koskinen was the first pick By in the, the Islanders, second round. Right? Oh, yeah. Yep. What the? Yep, knew that one. It wouldn't be long after that draft that the uh, Predators would trade Martin Erat for Philip Forsberg. <laughs> Do you know who drafted Forsberg originally? Wasn't that like the Flyers? Capitals. Capital. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty elite. Well, I think that's it for today. Uh, it was a pretty long show, given the current circumstances, but we'll come back. Uh, we'll try for next week. Similar style show. Until then, um, keep it locked. And uh, see you. Have a good one. <laughs>